Welcome to the Women in STEM podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today we'll be discussing what is STEM. So you're probably aware from the title of this podcast that we discuss women's experiences in STEM. But often at times, STEM can mean a range of different things to different people. But today I'll be having women who actually work in STEM discussing their experiences, advice, as well as what STEM means to them. Engineering. My name is Kelly and I'm your host. I'm 23 years old and I have an undergraduate in electronic communications engineering and a master's in engineering technology and business management. I live in the UK and I'm a recent graduate and therefore I'll be enrolling in my first job very soon. When did I first hear the word STEM? I first heard the word STEM during my first year at university, as well as when I went to a range of different women um, in engineering conferences. Initially, I thought the STEM word was more so used to describe somebody who works in the sciences or maybe in the medical field. But once I got a better understanding of the word STEM, I now understand that it's a word to describe people who have a gift of taking a vision and making it into reality. So people who work in the sciences, technology, engineering, and mathematics are using their gifts and are able to create it into the reality that we see in the world today. The pros of being in my field is that it is extremely diverse. We have such a wide range of jobs and different opportunities Um, available as well as there is definitely an incentive with pay. The cons of my field. I would say that there are currently not many women in the field at the moment. Um, However, companies are trying to increase the amount of women. So I've definitely seen that there has been um, a motive for that. So don't, definitely don't be So don't be put off by that con. Uh, What are the characteristics of an engineer? An engineer is somebody who enjoys problem solving. This is something that you're probably going to encounter on a day-to-day basis as an engineer and somebody who enjoys working in a team as a lot of the projects that engineers have to work on tend to be quite big and therefore you have to use your communication skills and team management skills to be able to fulfill these projects. In my field, what jobs are available? Like I said prior, there are a range of jobs available from an electronic communications engineer to a biochemical engineer, software engineer, aerospace engineer, mechanical engineer, the list goes on and on. So I definitely think that if you're interested in engineering, you will definitely be able to find something that interests you. What are my recommendations for someone getting started in my field? I would definitely recommend doing your research. There are so many different options available that it's important that you narrow down what type of engineering you're actually interested in. I think resources that can help you narrow down is using Google, YouTube, and particularly with YouTube, I would recommend uh typing in a day in a life of, for example, a software engineer. And what would happen is that you will see a wide range of people showing their day-to-day life as a software engineer. And that would be able to give you a taste of understanding whether this is something that you're interested in. I'd also highly, highly recommend getting some work experience. You can get some work experience by applying for an internship, as well as simply um, approaching a company that you're interested in, like a university or uh, a small company, like a startup, and asking them if you would be able to shadow work there or just get a part-time job there that you can be able to show on your CV. This will be very impactful as it will show the recruiters when you're get ready to hand in your CV that you are very passionate about being in in who are my role models my role models are Catherine Johnson so some of you might know her she's very famous and well known and there was a movie created about her called Hidden Figures 
And I really enjoyed the movie and I learned so much. And I appreciate that they showed her amazing talent and skills whilst also showing her personal life to make her more relatable. I have a mixture of role models, um, some famous and some in real life. And I highly recommend having a mixture. The benefit of having a mixture is that with the famous people, you can see a timeline of how they've managed to progress in their career. And with the role models that you know in real life, who might be close friends, family, professor, etc., you're able to actually approach them in real time and ask them questions that can help you progress in your career. How can people connect with me? Well, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Kelly underscore engineer. Technology. I'm Ras. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hiya. So I'm Ras. I'm currently a software engineer at ASOS. Um, so I got into tech about three, four years ago now. Um, I originally did biology uh, and through biology, learning about genetic coding and like piecing up puzzles together um that's how I learned about computer coding um and then after doing a master's in computer science uh I discovered uh Java and then that led me to ASOS now uh weirdly I've gone the other side and I'm actually a front-end developer with uh using React um and I'm doing like the client side and the web style of of things (laughs) wow that sounds so interesting so when was the first time you heard the word STEM and what did you think it meant initially? Um, so I actually first heard it whilst I was at school. Um, so I went, to a, I went to an all-girls uh, secondary school, but they were like really, really big on um, pushing us to become like women that could change the world almost. I know it sounds really cheesy, but they were really big on like trying to, like areas like STEM, they like when they first described it to us it sounded like it I, we knew it was like science and engineering but we didn't really know what um so at first I thought it was more like labs like biology chemistry um I didn't actually realize coding was part of it um but they were really big on like making us uh be aware that although it's like a male dominated area and like stem a lot of the stem careers back then were um that we do have a place there and they were kind of pushing us to almost like put ourselves in that space um so yeah, so the first time I heard it was at school and it was like in a really positive way, but I had no idea it was more than just, you know, the basic sciences you learn at school and that actually like tech came into it as well. Wow, that's great that you got introduced to you at such a young age. Yeah, it was like, it was really, uh, really good of them, the way they did it as well. And like, just like pushing us that, you know, break the norm almost and like lead others. They were really big on that. Yes. So you're in the technology field and I was wondering if you could highlight what are the pros and cons of being in this field? Uh, yeah, so one the one thing I love about this field is probably also the one thing that makes it very frustrating is that it's always changing. Um, with tech, like there's every day there'll be something new coming out. Every like two, three years, there'll be a new language like um, before it started out with Knockout and then it would, you know, go to jQuery. Now React's the big thing that everyone's like trying to keep up with. And it's great because, you know, you're learning new stuff every day. Every day has got a new challenge, new problem. But at the same time, it can be frustrating and sometimes a bit hard to keep on top of. Um, so that's one thing that always keeps you on your toes, um, which I do love about it, but can sometimes be frustrating. <laughs> Yes, I can definitely relate to understanding what that must feel like. And um, on my series that I have on my Instagram, where I've explained what STEM is, I also listed some of the characteristics. And I wanted to know if you agreed with them and if there are any other characteristics that you think somebody who works in technology would have. So I put they have teamworking skills, a creative thinker, and they enjoy problem solving. Oh, 100%. I feel like that really is the core of STEM. Um, It's really great. Like, I always, I mean, personally, the way I've always seen STEM, it's like being faced with, like, little logical puzzles every day and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to solve it. But there's never one true answer. There's so many different ways. And you really got to think outside the box. Um, So, 
like the one thing for STEM, one thing they taught us at school was just just question everything, like everything around you. Like, why do we do certain things? You know, like why? What if I, in terms of code, like why do we have to write functions a certain way? Or like, what would happen if I was to call this variable outside? You know, like uh, break things almost, like break things apart and then try and fix them again. Um, and all of those, like the core of all those things, comes down to like what you've mentioned. Yes, definitely. And I think the tech field is definitely uh, one of the most diverse uh, fields out of all of the STEM because there's such a wide range of jobs that are available, as well as it having a lower entry rate where, you know, you could you don't necessarily have to go to university to get into tech. So I was wondering if you could list any jobs that people may have heard of or might not have heard of that is in the tech field. Uh, sure. So um, that's one of the good things about tech is there's so many entries. Um, so if you wanted to do like the coding side of tech, um, you've got the front end, the front end developing, which is, you know, building websites um, or like building apps as well um things that like a customer or a user can like see uh, like client side you've also got like the back end so if you want to be building like the servers um we'll use like c sharp or java for example in in my company um and doing like the methods behind certain things um you've also got as well if you want to mix both you could always be a full stack developer um and on top of that it's not just like coding like websites or apps um you can go into there's ai and machine learning and you can do more of the algorithms and the data science side. Um, we've also got cybersecurity. If you're interested in like encrypting data or like trying to beat the hacker in a sense of like almost hack the hacker. Like you've got um, one of the good things we learned uh, on my grad scheme. We got to go around different departments was one of the cool things was uh, learning to think like a hacker. So you can beat the hacker because you'll want to know what your vulnerabilities are before, you know, it's a serious situation. That was always really fun. Um, but it's not just coding. You can also do testing if you want to be a QA engineer. Um, you know, finding bugs in pro products is a really important role. Um, and you work closely with the devs. And also there's the uh, more the project management side and like business analyst sides as well. So although you won't necessarily be coding, you'll still need the tech knowledge to go back and set and actually deliver these projects and like come up with the requirements. Um, so yeah, there's like a whole different load of roles. And like you said, you don't actually need a degree in computer science or a degree in like forensic computing or cybersecurity to go through. Like a lot of these skills are uh, teachable as in self, you can be self-taught and just pick them up. Yes, definitely. And I'll definitely like to mention that there's also artificial intelligence. There's also IT support analysts, project managers you can do a phd in tech as well and so much more so i think there's so many um different roles that you could do within tech and i definitely recommend for people to look into it if they find it interesting and i was wondering if you had any recommendations for somebody who would be interested in tech um how they could break into this field and if you had any recommendations of how they could get into tech uh, sure. I think the main thing is definitely networking, um, whether it's on LinkedIn or as well as even tech Twitter. Um, through tech Twitter, I found some women in tech communities and joined them um, and Clubhouse as well. Um, if, if you've got those apps and then when it's safe to do so outside the pandemic um, on meet, like meetup.com, there's loads of like tech meetups and things like Cobar where, you know, you can meet like minded people. Um, but also meet people like from different companies and just, you know, networking just to not only get your name out there, but also you can learn about the culture of different companies because each company is different with the way they approach, um, you know, like how they work and how they deliver their pieces. Uh, in terms of actual like coding, um, I do like uh, Code Academy. I find it really useful. Um, also the sites like uh, Udemy uh, for courses and Pluralsight um, just like help me gain like a base like foundation for my theory um and then things like hacker rank were really good for algorithm questions that you might face in interviews um if you're going for web jobs one thing i always find useful for interviews was i'd like take my favorite like website and i just try and recreate it especially for react like build it down to components just to see what i do know and what i don't like might not know and like know where i'm at um 
but yeah, a lot of these things are quite useful. But the main advice, like I wish I gave myself as well when I was younger, uh, was just apply. Like, don't wait till you feel like you're ready because you're you're like once you feel ready, you'll wish you'd applied sooner. Um, so yeah, if you can, like networking is all great and like doing all these practice like sites, but the main thing is just just go for it because um, you are ready. Like you're more ready than you think you are. <laughs> yes, that is great advice. And I wanted to know. Do you have any role models in tech and do you have any role models that you could recommend for people that uh, might want some inspiration? Um, yeah, so I actually, I follow the the Ladybug podcast. Um, I find it really helpful. It was, it was kind of nice hearing from like other women in tech. Um, and one of them also works at Spotify, which is like my dream company. So <laughs> it was kind of nice hearing from, from them. And, uh, also I was reading so when I actually first joined um, ASOS uh, I was given a mentor um, and she was so so helpful and the first thing she gave me was uh, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg so I'd, I'd recommend any woman in tech t- to read it like it, it's just it really resonates with you and it really teaches you like especially if you feel like you're in a bit of a male dominated world which tech as much as it's like is changing can sometimes still feel like um, it really helps you like learn how to flip it on its head and um and change it for you in a in a positive way um and then finally it's not so much tech but I think a big part of like where I came the how I became the person I am was is my mom because she was an engineer um so she like seeing her go through like all this stuff through engineering and you know pushing the boundaries and breaking the norm that really helped me um so yeah, I thought like the last one might be a little more personal, but definitely I'd recommend reading Lean In and listen to the Ladybug podcast. Those were very great recommendations. And I'd really like for you to tell our listeners where they could reach you uh, if they wanted to connect with you, if you have any social medias, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, so I'm actually, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram under RAS Codes. Um, so that's my my coding and my... And like any, I'll do little updates about what I've, you know, been working on and stuff. And if you ever want a message, uh, I'm also on Clubhouse at Raspberry if anyone wants to start a room or we'll just get chatting. Um, and then I'm on uh, Dev.20 and Medium under Raspberry Bansu. So if you want to read any blog posts and see what I've been getting up to, or we'll just message. Um, but yeah, the main ones are Rascodes on Twitter and Instagram. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and my listeners. And I think we've all learned so much. And thank you for representing technology. Mathematics. Hello, Vivian. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Um, Hi, uh, my name is Vivian. Um, I'm in Los Angeles. And I'm currently a math teacher. Um, so I've been teaching for, or teaching or tutoring for more than 15 years. Um, but I've been full-time doing this for probably the last four years. Um, I really enjoy working with the children. And um, I also want to share briefly about my own story and I hope this can be an inspiring story for younger students or hopefully to everyone that everything is possible. So uh, when I moved to the US, I was almost 20 years old and I don't really speak English that much. Uh, my parents don't speak English or they don't even know how to drive. So I start working in a restaurant within a month and I start to realize this is not the life I want to be living in for the rest of my life. So as a result, I start to go to school and trying to figure out what will be the best way of um, getting out of this circle. So I know I have interest in math since I was a little kid. So I start doing that and I start from the community college and um, I keep working on working hard and then average. But at the meantime, since my parents, they cannot work due to physical reason, uh, I have to work full time. I only go to school in the evening and weekend. 
but I did manage to got uh, straight A's for my cl- uh, for my classes. So then I transferred to UC Berkeley, continue uh, to studying math. And in the meantime, I also work part time. I also start to develop or figure or find out uh, statistic is actually very important in our daily life usage. So I also decided to double major in math. Uh, I graduated with two degrees and started to uh, work in a big form as actuarial analyst. So it take me a long time to get there, but I just want to say if I'm not like super smart people. Uh, I just work extremely hard to what I want to get. And I think there is a path that is possible uh, for you, even though it's, I'm not going to say it is an easy way to do so, but I do encourage everyone, if you really want to get out of the circle, you are not very happy with it, or uh, you're really interested in STEM, um, there is a there is a way and and there are people be able to do so as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vivian, for sharing your story. I find it so inspirational and I feel like it adds more for people to have an understanding where you've come from and see how far you've grown. So um, I'm very proud of you, you and I think you should definitely be proud of yourself. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, what would you say are the pros and the cons of being in the mathematical field? Um, the pros is, I think it's, I, I hope everyone knows about it. Uh, math, it pretty much is the basis of all science. Um, anything you start to doing analytical work, uh, work, then math has to be involved somehow. And a lot of the time, um, when there is a big discovery in math, uh, in some of the science field, are probably because of they figure out how to apply some of the math theory or there's a breakthrough in math. So I think that is the beauty or the pros about studying math. Um, however, on the other hand, because it is too basic or more foundational, um, it's very easy to lose interest because people don't see like what is the use of, what is the use of learning all of this they're too abstract and they can't see how they use it in a daily life which is very far away from them even though they're not actually that far away um, however it's very difficult to, to discover the relationship especially for younger kids you know like when kids are playing games even though playing games are math as well, um, but people won't thinking uh, the more foundational behind it. Um, people mostly use the product uh, of math and science uh, instead of actually looking for the, the, the basic foundation about it. So I think as a math educator, I think it's the key thing getting people interested into it is trying to to make them real application and show them the link, how how the things you do every day actually link back to math. Yes, I definitely think that's important, especially as math is actually what connects all the other STEM um, fields. Um, maths is in the sciences, maths is in technology, maths is also in engineering. A lot of people don't realize it, but it's definitely there in the foundations and it's that, very necessary. Absolutely well, true. Uh, when I actually study other science, uh, at the very beginning, I'm not quite understand maybe the concepts, but with the skill in math, there's there, there's, I, I can feel there's not much barrier that I can just use my math knowledge to help me to solve the problem. Yes. And what would you say are the key characteristics of somebody who works in the mathematician arena or in the math- mathematician field? For example, on my Instagram, in my What is STEM series, I highlighted that um, it would be the type of person that's interested in logical thinking, um, likes to use the application of numeracy. Do you have any other characteristics 
that you think would be applicable? Um, I think the majority of the mathematicians are very, uh, they're curious about everything. They're trying to find a pattern, even though it looks like a chaos. Um, and then they are not afraid of making mistakes. I think this is probably true for most of the field, but I guess like in general, particularly is um, they want to figure out a pattern. Um, they want to solve a problem that looks impossible and it's probably going to take them a long time and they're going to fail multiple times in the middle, but they're very dedicated to reach their goal and they don't really care what is going to happen in the middle. Um, I, I, I think that's probably a common or general characteristic for people who are successful. Um, but in math field, other than the logic thinking or the problem solving skills, but in general, there are the majority of them, I would say there are very talented people, but they're also very dedicated into the field they're interested in. Yes. And what type of jobs slash career paths are available for somebody who is interested in mathematics? Uh, to be honest, uh, into mathematics is you can choose pretty much everything you want to. Um, there are, as I mentioned before, there are two tracks in math when you actually learn in school. If you're, there's applied math and there's a pure math track. So pure math mostly are leading towards a research um, or academia job, but you can also switch to applied anytime you want to. Uh, for applied math, is is basically everything. I've heard my friends doing um, biophysics, uh, from biophysics all the way to finance. Uh, in in reality, actually, the finance firm really likes math, physics, or CS PhDs, especially for those algorithm trading or quantitative analyst type of job. Um, they only go to the best, like MIT or Caltech, uh, to looking for math and physics PhDs, um, because majority of them is is, is mostly efficiency and uh, to, to develop a better algorithm, which are math. Um, if we're not there, I think in, in general, you can be an engineer, you can be a, um, a math teacher if you want to, um, you can do, uh, machine learning, which is very popular right now, like the AI machine learning, deep learning, they are all math and statistic. Um, and for myself, I did my undergrad in math. And I work as an actuary, uh, which is a finance firm, uh, trying to, uh, to 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 study and how to price a health insurance premium. And then after that, I got into um, geophysics program in Caltech, uh, which is nothing really related. But because I have a math degree, um, I know some of the physics, so it's, it doesn't really stop me to go into a relatively different field and in the meantime i also receive a lot of off, uh, not really offers but interview uh, invitations for many finance firms so it can be has a lot of variety once you have the skill is is probably your choice where you want to apply the skills into Yes. And on my um, What is STEM series, I highlighted that possible career suggestions could be becoming a secondary school teacher, a lecturer, a chartered accountant, data analyst, data scientist. Um, there's also multiple PhDs that can be done and so many more. As Vivian has um, clearly highlighted the career options for somebody with a math degree or coming with a lot of interest in mathematics is very endless. So just because the role doesn't say, you know, clearly mathematician does not mean that there is not going to be a lot of maths involved. Right. I, I, and, sorry for cutting off. Um, the, the employers 
they probably didn't really say that you have to be a math major or per se as more specific major request. But if they see you are a math or physics, they are very willing to adjust it. Uh, when, when you, maybe this is more like a career advice, is when you're looking for a job, uh, when you look at a job description, um, there are a lot of flexibility over there. I, I saw, I personally interviewed people before, is if they're hiring for a senior position, if you're in the middle or beginning, you're still encouraged to apply because they may not be able to find that particular person they, they look like and they can see the potential from you and they, they're willing to hire you as well. So do not be restricted about the whatever the outlines they set it up to you. Um, you can do a lot of the things um, and people are also willing to make the flexibility as well. Yes. And who would you say are your role models? Um, this can be a man or a woman in STEM or somebody who's um, really inspired you on your STEM journey? Uh, actually, my role model are nothing related to STEM. Uh, <laughs> is that okay? Uh, yes, yeah. that's fine. So actually, there should be a group of athletes, I guess. I can't really say a particular person is my role model. But I am uh, like a sports fan, uh, especially watch a lot of soccer game. Uh, I don't know where the UK location you are in, uh, but I watch a lot of Premier League soccer and a lot of the European uh, Champion League uh, games when I was a kid. Um, not only in soccer, but also in other fields. There are multiple times when I watch a game, for example, uh, the 1999 uh, European Champion League final, it was Manchester United versus Munich. Um, and they were, we, we, I, I hope people familiar with the soccer so they know um, it's very difficult to score. Um, we, we always can have a 0-0 thing. Um, but... There is only uh, three minutes left. Manchester United is still have one score behind. And the entire uh, audience is already started celebrating. And they, they almost started to put Munich's name on the, on the trophy. And they scored two inside uh, within three minutes, which is as an audience and as a teenager at that time, I was like so shocked is even though I like them or I don't really have a particular preference, but as an audience I already gave up, there's no way they can win back, but they did it. Um, and I think it was a big shock at that time. And along my teenager year, I think I saw many um, sports games like that in tennis, in some other running, biking, like all different variety of um of the sports game is like when I already gave up, somehow that athlete like comes over and win the game at the end. So I, I think that thing really inspired me a lot is it's like probably back to my original story is like when I was very in my dark times of my own life, when I think about those athletes, and they are the one telling me that everything is possible. Do not give up. Uh, no one going to help you if you if you give up yourself. Wow, that is so inspirational, and I really appreciate that your role models are not necessarily in STEM. I think that's great. I think it's great that you you know everybody has something that appeals to them individually. And I think athletes are definitely great role models and they are very extraordinary I, I totally human agree. Beings. That's why even though I'm teaching and I always encourage my students to go to play some sports because uh, in terms of the team working or like leadership or even like that spirit to do not give up and trying to win uh, the games is, is a very important part of personality that is going to be help you for the rest of your life not necessarily not necessarily for school or math yes and 
how best can people contact uh, you? Sure. Um, you can contact me through Instagram at Thriving Education 18, or uh, you can email me at Thriving Education uh, at gmail.com. Uh, I'm not sure uh, WeChat may not be popular uh, outside uh, uh, the UK, but if you're using it, or you want any other contact information, uh, you can email me or send me a private message through uh, Instagram. Then it's going to be, um, uh, we can figure out what is the best way. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast and for giving all this great information and for sharing your life story. I found it very inspirational and it kind of shows how far you have came and how many different options are available for us. I know sometimes when people get into dark places, they feel like there's no more options or when people get to a certain age, they feel like, you know, they can't um, progress anymore. But I think your story has shown that you can definitely um, change your life at any yes. point. So even though the best time to make a change is right now. So if you want to, just to start. I 100% agree with that. And thank you once again for coming on the podcast. It's been great. Thank you very much, Kelly. Science. During this interview with Lonel, there was some feedback issue in the background. So please bear that in mind. This was my first interview and I look forward to making sure to bring high quality content in the future. Hello, welcome Lanelle. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello Kelly. I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Lanelle Williams. Um, I'm actually uh, currently a PhD candidate at Harvard University in the physics department and I study virus self-assembly. Um, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee, but I'm currently located in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Wow, that sounds so interesting. Um, would you like to tell me when was the first time you heard the word STEM and what did you initially thought that it meant? Oh, wow. Yes. Um, I originally heard the, the word STEM um, in high school. Um, so uh, I didn't know I was going to be a scientist. Um, I thought I was going to be like a journalist or a lawyer or something like that. I just STEM was just not in my my sort of radar growing up specifically. And I like scored really high on my like math and science test. And um, my school chancellor came up to me and said, well, why don't you be an engineer? And I looked at him and I said to myself, well, why would I want to do that? I don't want to work on cars because my only sort of uh, exposure to, to anything even remotely related to uh, engineering or mechanics or anything was the fact that I had an uncle and my grandfather were mechanics on cars. I knew what an engine was. I just assumed engineers were folks who worked on car engines and I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life because I didn't want to be a mechanic. Um, but uh, he told me to look into uh, STEM programs, so science, technology, engineering, uh, mathematics, medicine, um, and I happened to go to a um, event that was geared towards STEM at Christian Brothers University in Memphis, Tennessee. And I went with a friend of mine who wanted to be a doctor. She was more familiar with this stuff. And we built a motor um, out of like wire and battery. And, you know, the wire was just spinning. And I was just like, wow, what is this? Like, how did I just do this? And that's how I was introduced to STEM um, and decided at the time to be an engineer. And then ultimately, I ended up becoming a scientist. Wow, that's very interesting. What would you say are the pros and the cons of your field? So I'm a physicist, and um, I think some of the pros include that uh, physics, I think I would consider physics to be almost the liberal arts of science. I think as a physicist, I feel like I'm in a very unique position in that I can dabble in so many different sciences. Um, so if I want to dabble in chemistry, I can. If I want to dabble in, in biology, I can. If I want to dabble in engineering, I can. Because, you know, in a lot of ways, physics is being used in so many different areas. You know, physics is essentially just, you know, understanding how and why the world works the way it does and using math to sort of describe that. Um, and so I enjoy being a physicist because there is so much flexibility there. I can study so many different systems, 
you know, with the exact same laws and they're consistent. StatMet can be applied. So statistical physics, for instance, is important in my field. I can apply it to DNA. I can apply it to star formation or whatever. You know, I can apply it to so many different systems um, and the rules still apply. Um, so I think that's one of the, the pros of, of my, my uh, field. I, I think it's fun. One of the cons is, um, you know, there aren't a lot of women in physics. I think women make up 20% of the entire field of physics. Um, and black women in particular make up less than, I think, a percent of the entire field. And I think as of this year, uh, there will have been only 100 uh, PhDs to be awarded by black women in particular in the field. Um, and there are similar numbers for women who are indigenous as well. There are very few indigenous uh, Pacific Islander uh, uh, women or URM women, underrepresented minority women who pursue this field. So I would, I would say that that's probably one of the biggest downfalls is I often don't meet other women um, like me um, who are also studying the same things. Thank you for being honest and for clearly outlining the pros and the cons. And I was wondering, what type of characteristics would you say somebody who works in sciences would have? Um, on my Instagram, I created a series of what STEM is. And some of the characteristics that I listed was that a scientist would be somebody that's open-minded, curious, a critical thinker. Are there any other um, characteristics you also think would be applicable? Yeah, so a scientist, uh, it's funny because I, I have this conversation with my other friends who are a part of the other parts of STEM. Um, and the one thing that makes scientists different, different is that, you know, I, I joke and say, oh, scientists, we, we're, use, you, we're useless. We're all about the theory and trying to answer the question. And how do we find, you know, it's, it's up to the engineers and everyone else to make it applicable. Um, but I, I think that there's a very unique level of persistence in ans finding the answer finding so you know um i think you know if you're more on the applied side you can find a solution you can find a answer and you, you can make it work and i think that that's that's the only reason why we've been able to have some of the luxuries that we've had today but as a scientist you're not just trying to find a solution you're trying to find the solution you're trying to find the truth you're trying to understand you know what is actually true and what what is actually uh there um, and so there's this like drive to contribute knowledge. There's this drive to find new knowledge. There's this drive to answer the question and find the find a um, find a final answer or find you know an answer or find something that um, is true that is that is representative of the truth um, that I feel like scientists are really really good at because we don't stop right we don't get bored of trying to answer the same questions. You know, we don't get bored in trying to like spend endless hours on something that, um, you know, may or may not come out, you know, we may not find an answer for, and that's all a part of the experience. And that's how you create new knowledge is being persistent and trying to find the answer to those questions and not just trying to find some solution that could work. Yes, I think this this is one of the reasons why I think it's so important to actually have somebody from the science to come on and explain it, because I feel like you've made it so much more clearer. And I wanted to know in in your field of science, what what type of jobs are available? Yeah, I think that um, so as a physicist, I feel like everyone's always trying to hire us because we're kind of like this cute mixture of like, yeah, we have, you know, math skills that are applicable in so many different fields, but we also have problem solving skills because we're scientists, right? In particular, um, not just scientists because um, engineers are also problem solvers too. Lots of fields of problem solvers. It's just nice combination of having the background in science, the background in problem solving, the background in math that makes physics almost like the liberal arts, you know, in a way of, of a lot of different sciences. Uh, kind of put together and allows us to be able to enter fields like biology. Um, I'm a physicist. I was trained as a physicist. That's my background. I've, my last biology course was probably in high school. <laughs> and I am still studying a biological system. Physicists can be go into finance, right? There are a lot of physicists that are hired in hedge funds. There are a lot of physicists that are hired um, as even computer scientists, because again, we do a lot of data analysis, trying to apply the math, apply numerical, 
you know, methods to understanding physical systems, understanding nature, right, that we develop in our training that is applicable in finance and even economics. There's an entire field of econophysics, you know, um, again, medicine, biology, um, and it, yes, and, and, and a lot of ways, um, you know, I, I know physicists who have become lawyers who end up becoming patent lawyers, physicists who end up becoming engineers. Um, so if you do end up, you know, getting a degree in physics, um, you, you will have a lot of options in terms of jobs because you can be a data scientist. You can be, you know, um, you know, in finance, you can be in so many different things because you've developed so many different skills. You've learned how to be in the lab. You've learned how to, you know, code. You've learned how to, you know, apply math, right? You've learned all these different skills at the same time that are so applicable in so many different fields. Yes, definitely. And I would probably say um, out of all the STEM fields, I would probably say science has the most PhDs. Um, when I was doing my research and, you know, looking at other people who had Instagram accounts that were focusing on STEM, a lot of them that was in science had PhDs. So I think that if you are interested in the science, you could possibly look into a PhD for That's a long term plan, as well as there's also research scientists, environmental scientists, mm-hmm. um, geoscientists there's so many different variations of science that I'm pretty sure that if you are interested in science you definitely find something that you would enjoy yes you you hit the nail on the head especially if you get a PhD um it depends on again your field um but it uh, I can speak for physics I know that if you come out with a physics BA you still have a lot of job opportunities but if you come out with a master's or PhD you again you just open a lot more doors for yourself in terms of your prospects. Yes, and that kind of leads on to my next question. What are your recommendations for somebody who wants to get started in your field? Um, My recommendation is it depends on where you are. So if you're a high school student, take your high school physics courses. Um, I, you know, I joke and say (laughs) high school physics isn't physics. but you're, you're getting the basics, you're getting the intro. Um, you know, if you're a high school student, try to see if you can get into a lab. That, honestly, the best way to be a, become a physicist is to get into a research lab that's doing physics, whether it's biophysics, whether it's, you know, quantum field theory, you know, whether it's string theory, whatever. Um, try to see if you can shadow someone who is doing research because that's where real physics is actually happening. Um, and you don't really get into any, like, physics that's truly applicable and meaningful until you get into upper level, more advanced courses. Um, And so, um, you know, I would encourage even for any science, not even just physics, if you're interested in science, if you have the opportunity, see if you can find a program in your area, see if you can shadow a scientist, see if you can like participate in something that they do. And you can do that at any level, whether it's an undergrad or as a high school student or even before. Fantastic. And my last question is going to be, who is your role model in STEM? So do you have any um, women or any men in particular that have stood out for you and have become a role model for you? Um, Yes. Uh, So honestly, I have too many to even name. I've never really had a single role model um, and a, a single mentor that I've sort of like looked up to I will say that the mentors that I currently have and they definitely know who they are um the mentors that I I currently people I I don't even like the word mentor (laughs) that that's also another weird philosophy for me because um the people that I consider to be quote-unquote mentors and even the way that I sort of mentor and I don't like using that word even um isn't necessarily a relationship where I'm all-knowing and you know, I, I, it's someone's all knowing and they're, they're giving you knowledge and, and you're taking that right. Uh, for me, it's just been the multiple people who are, who have been ahead of me, who have treated me almost like I was a colleague and I had something to say and that I had value. I had something valuable to treat, to, to, uh, valuable to provide to the field and valuable to provide as a person. You know, these were people who continue to, always be there if I needed something. These were people who were there um, 
when I needed encouragement. These were people who didn't uh, chastise me when I disagreed. Um, these were people who truly supported me because they were supporting me because they were interested in supporting me and not necessarily interested in boosting their own ego. And what I find is there are quite a few people who attach this mentorship title to themselves that are honestly doing it for their own sort of ego building, uh, adding folks to the resume, et cetera, uh, folks who want to be kingmakers, essentially, in the, in the words of one of my mentors. Um, but I have so many, and it would be unfair for me to name all of them, but they're people who have consistently been a part of my path, who have consistently been uh, supportive of me in so many ways, big and small, and have continued to just encourage me and be my cheerleader. Um, and so I would encourage people to find folks who make you feel like that. Yes, I would definitely encourage people as well. And I think that having the support is so important, especially for women in STEM. And lastly, I just wanted to ask you, how can people connect with you? Uh, yes, um, the best way to connect with me is actually my Instagram. Um, I do check my DMs. So you can connect with me at Linnell A underscore Williams. Linnell is spelled L-A-N-E-L-L and then A underscore Williams um, on Instagram. If you'd like to reach out to me, that's probably the easiest way. Thank you so much, Linnell, for your time. And thank you for coming on to the podcast. We've really appreciated you taking your time to uh, explain the nuances of science in STEM. So thank you. Thank you. you. is the end of the first episode of women in stem this has been a great episode we've had a wide range of different women from different places in the world it has been very insightful to learn about people's different experiences and hopefully we can all learn something from it i will be having a range of more episodes in the future so please make sure to subscribe and if you would like to connect with me and the speakers please make sure to follow me at kelly underscore engineer See you soon.